Hey, thanks for listening to the podcast today. I hope you enjoy it. But first, I want to ask you a question. Are you someone who has high upside potential in your business and yet sometimes that goal is just hard to get to and maybe the only way you've seen to get to it is just to make more calls, you know, work harder? Well, if you're fed up with using old strategies to solve new problems, then I might have a solution. It's my five-day million-dollar seller challenge. We meet one hour a day in a coaching intensive where I will teach you five moves that you can make to scale your results without working harder. To learn more, click the link in the show notes or go to milliondollarsellerchallenge.com. Welcome to the 2X Podcast. Here's your host, Bill Kasky. Hey, 2Xers, Bill Kasky back at the 2X Podcast. I'm on the road today, and I literally mean on the road. I'm on the roadway, as they say in TV land when they do traffic. Why is it always roadway? Why isn't it just road? Why do I need to know the roadways? Anyway, that's another rant. I am going to rant a little bit today, though. And I will apologize up front if I uh, get a little, I will say, edgy. But I think this is much needed. And here's my rant. If you are going to 2X your business in any way, shape, or form, is that a cliche? I think I just use a cliche. And I promised, I promised my support group that I would not use any cliche, my cliche support group. Anyway, uh, if you're going to 2X your business, it's important that you take your customer's point of view. It's a very mature thing to do as well. And when I say that, I mean, I watch younger sales professionals really struggle with this. I watch uh, people who don't have very strong people skills struggle with this. And what this is, is the ability to see the world the way someone else sees it. It's very hard to do. Because we get so wrapped up in our own point of view, our own perspective. And then when I say, hey, yeah, let's put the customer's hat on for a second, we can't do it. We, we literally cannot do it. And yet, it's the very thing that keeps us from the holy grail of 2Xing, 3Xing, 10Xing, whatever Xing you want. That's the holy grail is your ability to tell a story from your customer's standpoint, have them see that you know their life, and then position your product or value as a guide along the path to help them, to help them get a better life, to help them improve their circumstance. What typically happens is that we go in with a benefit, with a feature benefit machine gun, rat-a-tat-tatting all the different great things about doing business with us. We do this and we do that and we do, oh, not only that, we do this and wait, there's more. We do, we do this and that and that and this. And all the time, the prospect is sitting there saying to themselves, okay, so what you're doing here, Mr. Sales Pro slash amateur, is you're telling me all the things that you can do and you're expecting me to make the connection between my problem and your solution. Now, they may not be saying that verbatim, but that's the outcome. I don't think you're helping your customer at all by machine gunning them with features and benefits. I think it's useless. In fact, I think it's harmful. Not only don't I think it helps, I think it hurts. Because at some point, what occurs? They get resistant. And they start resisting your feature benefit dump. 
and all the different things and how great you are, how great you are at everything you do. Come on, you're not great at everything. But one thing you should be really good at is understanding the customer's perspective. And the only way to do that is to walk a mile in their shoes. Oh, another cliche. It's to understand what they go through every day in their day-to-day business. I was watching a video. In fact, if you go to GuyBauer.com, I think that's B-A-U-E-R.com. He is a videographer, and he took down all of his or some of his sizzle reels. You know what a sizzle reel is. It's a video reel with all, you know, how great you are and customers talking about how great you are. And in its place, he put the actual story of a day in the life of a customer who's just been charged with the task of getting a video done. Because Guy knows that that's who he's speaking to. He's speaking to the young lady or young man in marketing who, uh, where the CEO marches down to them and say, hey, we need a 10 minute video on X. And they've never shot video before. If they have, they haven't shot the kind of video that the company is after. And they're bewildered and they don't know what to do. And they turn to Google and they get confused and they try to work on iMovie and they get even more confused. And they go shoot some video and look at it and it looks terrible. And Guy says, that's who my customer is. My customer is the person who has this enormous task and who has no clue at all how to do it and do it right. Now that's a story. And he tells that story. If you'll go to GuyBauer.com, I think you'll see on the front page he's got the video. And it's, a, it's funny. It's not a real serious and stoic. It's, it's a funny video. But if I'm the young person in marketing who just got tasked with the video initiative, that thing speaks to me. That thing has my name. That's got my name on it. That's me. So do you do that? Are you good at taking your story and telling it through the eyes of the customer? Or are you good at ignoring the customer's eyes and just telling it through your eyes and discussing how great you are? Everybody out there, group, two Xers, listen up. Attention, two Xers in the house. Everybody out there is doing it the old way, doing it the ineffective way. Why do you think that the closing percentage today has not risen in 20 years? It's still 6 to 10%. Now, you would think with all the knowledge and the technology and all the, the skills that we've been teaching over the years, that thing would be 75%. So why isn't it? I'll tell you why it isn't. Because we don't see the world the way the customer sees the world. We see the world the way we see the world, and we think the customer should see the world the way we see the world. It was an exorbitant number of C's and world in that paragraph. But you get the point. So you say, well, okay, Bill, what's the answer then, pal? You're not giving me any answers. You're proving to me there's a problem. And yes, that's what I'm doing today is I'm proving to you there's a problem. Because if you don't believe there's a problem, chances are your behavior won't change. It won't. You'll keep doing the same thing. You'll just do more of it. And instead of working uh, 45 hours a week, you'll start working 60 hours a week. And then you'll work 70. And then you'll work the weekends. And then you'll hire somebody to go out and do it for you. And you know what? None of that helps because you're not taking the right approach. So what do you do? For those of you who are still with me, you're still listening, you're still interested, here's what I would do. Step number one, I would describe the prospect's life in detail. Now, let's suppose that you call on CEOs sometimes, you call on chief financial people sometimes. Sometimes maybe you're in front of the VP of sales and marketing. Sometimes you're in front of somebody else. Whatever your 
constituent base is, then you have to have a different story for each of them. Oh my gosh, Bill, I don't even have one story. Why now you're telling me to have five? Yep, that's what I'm telling you. 2X, 2X, you serious about 2Xing? You'll have as many stories as you have constituents. So let's just take the CEO. Since I know that's the holy grail, that's where we want to be, I would spend a lot of time constructing the CEO story. The way you do that is you get to know the CEO's life. I'm going to use he here because I don't want to say he, she every time, fully recognizing that 30% of business owners are, are CEOs or women. So, But I'm going to use he because uh, of the clunkiness of he, she, or she, he. I never know whether to do she, he, or he, she. And the way you start this is let me tell you a little bit about our customer's life, our customer being the CEO. They founded a business in the average of 10 to 12 years ago. They've been running it ever since. They have tried to grow it, and they have done so. And they have grown it from zero to to $20 million over the past several years. But there's also challenges with that. They see opportunities that nobody else sees. Thus, that's why they're the CEO. They have a vision for the way the company should be that's just not getting met. They have people in positions that do a pretty good job, but they're not real proactive. They see the world from the 5,000-foot view, and the CEO sees it from the 30,000-foot view, and he wishes more people would see it from his viewpoint, and they're not. And when they don't see it from his point of view, sales suffers. He has a family, he has wealth that he's created from the business, and he wants to get out of the day-to-day business a little bit more, but he doesn't feel like he has the team that can support him doing that. He wants to spend more time with his family. He wants to go on more trips. He wants to use the boat that he bought five years ago that doesn't get much use in the summer because he's always at the office putting out fires. He sees potential over the next five to seven years for significant growth, but he frets at night that he's not going to be able to capture it. He's not going to be able to realize it because he doesn't have the right team around him who thinks like he does. Sound familiar? Now, I did not plan that out. I just went off the cuff on that. But I'll bet you that captures the essence of at least 75% of the CEOs out there. That's their plight. That's their life. Well, now, if I tell that story to a hundred CEOs, how many of them are going to say, dang, that's exactly what I struggle with. I don't have the team. I've got a good team, but I don't have the team that's going to take me into the next, into the next century or into the next level of potential. I think that would hit home almost, to almost everybody. So you can use that one. Use that one for the CEO. Now, you've also got to have one for your other constituents. The point is, the clearer you can describe their business life, not just the positives and the good stuff, but the plights and the frustrations and the roadblocks that they face, the more likely you are when you're talking to him to speak his language. See, because his life has nothing to do with your products until your products or your service or your value or whatever it is you do can help him navigate his life better. Then it takes on enormous value, enormous value. And you won't have as much price pressure. You won't have as much resistance. The CEO will walk you down to the VP of sales and marketing office, say, here, I've just been talking to John Boy over here. And um, John Boy, where'd that come from? And we need to get get in business with him. He's got a real good solution. I want you to work on this, work out the details. Let's get this thing done quickly. 
So if you will learn the customer perspective by doing this little, this little assignment where you get very clear on their life, again, forget your product for a minute. I know it's going to be tempting to, well, and because of that, we can do this and that, and we can help you spend more time on the boat. No, 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 no. Don't go there yet. Just get very clear. So sorry if I ranted today. Didn't really mean to. Driving about 100 miles an hour now, too. I was at 60 when I started this podcast, so I better slow down. Anyway, two extras, I love you. Keep coming back for more. I might do another rant next time. I don't know, but I hope this one helps today. You've been listening to the 2X Podcast. If you'd like to contact Bill, email him at bill at billkasky.com or follow him on Twitter at Bill Kasky.